going, you imitators? Episode 97 with Eli Olsberg. It was really good. We talked about Warp Tour. He he did stand up on Warp Tour this year. We talked about music and bands, and we talked about touring with stand up. It was a really really fun episode. Uh, go to facebook.com slash Yamatat with Doug Culp. Like the page. Tell people about it. Um, sometimes I update stuff on there. Mostly uh, I use Twitter. But uh, go to iTunes and Stitcher, whatever you're listening to this on, and rate it, review it, help spread the word about the show, tell more people about it. Um, you can also check it out on yamatat.com. All the episodes are up there. Um, so anyone who doesn't use iTunes or Stitcher, you can just go straight to the website. Um, Duplex Comedy Suplex was awesome. We had Nat Baymel, we had Adam Allgood, and we had Mike Wright and myself. And it was a lot of fun. Keep coming out to that. Keep telling people about it. And, um, yeah, long live. Long live Duplex Comedy Suplex. My Twitter is at Dougathan, D-O-U-G-A-T-H-A-N. The show's Twitter is at Yamatat, Y-A-M-A-T-A-T. And the Twitter for Duplex Comedy Suplex is at Duplex Comedy. And there's also an Instagram set up for DCS, and that's um, at Duplex Comedy Suplex, the whole name. Uh, There's a donate button on Yamatat.com through PayPal. Any and all uh, donations would be much appreciated. And now yam it up with me and Eli Olsberg. Uh, since March. Oh, right. Yeah. So I'm Close this for sound, and so the cats don't get in here and mess with everything. Is that cool? Is it cool if I just put this down here? Yeah. Great. Thanks. Try to make phone off. We're on silent. Yeah. Don't be rude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Last night during my set, my phone went off, and I was like, uh, I've only had that happen yeah. once. <laughs> Thankfully. Luckily, it was here, so I was in charge. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was like, that didn't happen. No one no one saw that. Yeah, so podcasts. It's, yeah. it's going, so. Cool. Um, how long have you been doing stand-up for? Uh, about a little, almost seven years. Uh, six and a half. Awesome. Yeah. Cool. How about yourself? Yeah, I just hit six last last month awesome did you start here in LA no in San Diego oh cool okay mm-hmm. um yeah I'm down there like a sort of fair amount yeah um I'm gonna be there a few times in January okay probably in Madhouse American Comedy Company either well ACC is pending I'm waiting here waiting for a confirmation and then Lestats okay yeah cool so yeah it's, uh, when did you move up here uh last last year in July oh cool okay mm-hmm so did you start with like Spicer and like those guys? Mm-hmm. And... Yep, Spicer, um, our other buddy Stuart, or Stuart Swanson, um, he's he's still down there, but doing good things. There's a bunch of uh, San Diego comics where I'm like, come to, come to LA. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you don't luckily, you know, it's close enough that you can kind of yeah go your way with it. it. Yeah. But I, uh, I mean, I lived in San Diego before I started comedy a mm-hmm. long, long time ago. For for a year, I lived in Pacific Beach, and yeah. uh, 
it's it's just close enough. Um, yeah. But I mean, I also it's also a pretty right now is a good time to live anywhere to do stand up. It's not like really you can't really let. I mean, there's yeah boring cities, but there's but there's a lot of stand up shows popping up everywhere. Yeah, exactly. So it's kind of like uh, L A is not L A and New York aren't as I mean, you definitely still need to be in one of them if you want to work beyond road gigs. Yeah. But uh, it definitely has its pluses now yeah. where you can kind of live there. So it's almost, you know, I almost wish I started in a different city for that reason. To to start somewhere else and then build build up to... <laughs> well, yeah, because now you can just kind of come to L.A. and, and kind of put... If, you're, if you've been doing it long enough and you have enough people vouching for you and stuff, you can kind of just bypass a lot of things mm-hmm. and kind of keep yourself in a rotation in a way. Yeah. I mean, you don't necessarily... Uh, I still get up a really decent amount having started here. That doesn't really... But it's still, like... Uh, yeah, it's just a little different if you come from the outside. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Like, I conquered the world in Alabama, and I'm ready for L.A. Yeah. <laughs> well, it just keeps you out of... Um, it keeps you out of making any bad impressions until you're ready to yeah, make yeah. impressions. Yeah, That's um, true. Then your, your, your ratio of, like... I mean, you know, I... It's not people tend to forget things pretty quickly in this town just because of how quickly everything kind of yep. cycles. But it's mm-hmm. still, yeah, it's still a, it's still hard. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Are we recording already? Yeah, yeah. Oh, we are. Yeah. I didn't realize that. <laughs> I feel like I'm being way too casual. Like, no, I mentioned it earlier, and casual is how I like the feel of the podcast. Oh, know. I see. Okay, cool, yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, good to know. I, <laughs> <laughs> well, this is an awkward moment. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no. I feel so, I felt so like reserved. Um, no, it's fine. Yeah, so I yeah I started at the beginning of two thousand nine, mm-hmm. um, and luckily I started with a pretty good collective of people, and uh, yeah. I feel like um, yeah I I mean the reason I say that is because when you meet people like who kind of move to L A from like another scene, there tends to be um, I don't know it's just easier to get like a lot of you kind of can come right out of the gate kind of announcing yourself. Yeah. I think that's kind of the advantage. other people have heard of you from that place or whatever, and then you can, like, come in and be like, oh, yeah, I used to, in Chicago or whatever, or like, oh, yeah, in New York I had a... Yeah. Right, right, and then and usually whoever comes from Chicago... Denver, here, too. A lot Denver, of Denver Denver's people are moving right here. Now, it's yeah. cool. Yeah, and a lot of people are moving to Denver. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I, I feel like with those what happens with those like if you have say you start in chicago or denver and then you move to la mm. and then or a friend of yours does and then you move over it's kind of easier to kind of have people who can vouch for you and, yeah and you know just outside of a hometown thing where they can kind of because i've seen it go the other way i mean i i know there's a there's like a, some sh- chicago comic i remember who was here and someone had told me oh man that guy basically ran himself out of chicago and you know what yeah, or like as an example Wait, uh... Well, I don't, I don't want to name names, obviously. But no, no, like, no, um, running yourself out of a town. Like, just kind of burning bridges, or oh, okay, being, okay. being in a, you know, just not really uh, moving at the right time, okay, or yeah. some, something like that. Yeah. yeah. It, it's very, uh... I mean, I, I'm just, I, I guess I was just trying to offer the flip side of that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's out there, I know, for sure. Yeah, totally. Um, so... What are, uh, so are you doing comedy for your job right now or what's, what's your job now? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I do stand up full time. That's so uh, awesome. Yeah. I've, uh, I worked day jobs up until about a little less than a year ago. Yeah. Uh, and that's not, my biggest fear is that it, 
this could all go away at any second. Like, I still... And it could. Yeah, exactly. For, for anyone. So I occasionally <laughs> still, like, keep the idea open that, like, well, I might have to get a day job. Right now, I don't have to. I kind of set myself up where I'm on the road enough from... Until at least, like, late spring of next year. So it's, like, oh, wow. I'm kind of... You know, it can go either way, like I said, until yeah. then. I mean, the, the thing about... That's kind of scary about booking in terms of uh like as a stand-up you you know unless you're like a paid headliner is you know even though you're booked for certain gigs yeah nothing to say that it can't fall through Ooh, yeah you know i mean and, I, and the only reason i say that is because it, it happened to me before you know i had a yeah. i had a, a run last year that was supposed to like i was like kind of depending on it Ooh. and it it, it felt through. luckily i was still working a day job but i was like oh this is what's going to be able to kind of let me build to start because, you know, obviously you need to pay bills. Yeah. And the best way to... I mean, the way I did it before... The best way to pay bills is get money. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The <laughs> best way to pay bills is to make money and <laughs> use that money to pay your bills. And I'm just like, is that what I was supposed to be doing the whole time? Pay, yeah. Oh. I haven't paid a single bill. I've just been holding on to my money. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, well, you, I just remember... About three years ago, I put put myself in a position where I got laid off from my day job, and I was able to live off comedy for a while. Yeah. And and on top of that, I just had this the good fortune of getting in a car accident. Uh, <laughs> and I'm not saying that sarcastically. I got an awesome payout from State Farm from this person because they <laughs> they were in the wrong. And I, yeah. I had this like I, it's like huge check. I had it's the most money I've ever had in my life, still to this day. Wow. It's all gone now. Uh, but cause, <laughs> I was 27 and why would why would you yeah, do any that's, better with that's money? what happens yeah. to money when you're 27 yeah exactly so I <laughs> I used a lot of it to to stand up as much as I could in other cities where I kind of like um, I, I, you know I, I don't know how much of your comedy audience like who's listening are comedians versus non-comedians um I, I don't either it's okay <laughs> <laughs> So probably mostly none, but I don't know. Fair enough. Well, with non for the non comedians, for the layman, uh, if you if you're usually f- opening like featuring for someone or doing your own gigs where you're self booking, you're kind of responsible for your own travel. Oh yeah. And and for colleges and all those things, they kind of give you a certain amount of money, and then you it's up to you to make it be cheaper. NACA? Are you on? No, or I won't do NACA. I think you, I don't like it. You um, self book, then you like yeah. call up and you're like, hey, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Well, with colleges, it's one of those things where I kind of fell into it a little. The few colleges I haven't done a lot of colleges, but the few that I've done, it's all um, it yeah. It was like I cold called a few because I had some recommendations, yeah. and then. From there, it kind of snowballed to a few other gigs, but then that that was kind of it. You, you can only revisit those places so many times, yeah. you know. And um, even though I did well, uh, like it, it just you still have to kind of pay your way, even when you're doing one nighters at bars or mm-hmm. um, you know if if you're featuring and the headliner isn't isn't paying for your plane ticket. Typically, typically if you like if you like are a regular feature for someone, they usually tend to pay for your travel, yeah, and yeah. then the, the club puts you up at the hotel. Um, so really all you're in charge of is just feeding yourself and yeah. that, to a certain extent the club still feeds you and yeah. so um, but the flip side of that is if you're not if you're if you're featuring for someone that doesn't know you you don't really get any of those luxuries so yeah. you kind of are still losing a little money so yeah, you I, gotta fend for yourself and be like I, right I, I yeah <laughs> well now it's getting easier now but the, the reason I brought it up was just 
the money I'd gotten from that insurance payout, I just used to kind of tour around, tour around, and and basically all my trips were break-even trips. Uh, and and rather than like crash on someone's couch and be very uncomfortable, I didn't get a hotel. I just like Airbnb because that had just yeah. started. Um, but then now it's even cheaper to Airbnb places, and uh, and people even like create face. There's like a Facebook group for comedians like who want to just swap rooms or sublet rooms. Whoa. That's awesome. And I tend to, if I if I know, I tend to book my road stuff on, uh, like, to be out of town for three months at a time, rather than leave for, like, a weekend here or a weekend there, you know, it keeps the, the plane tickets cheaper. Yeah. That's another thing. It's, it's actually just as cheap now to, like, fly, like, kind of bounce around cities by plane than yeah. it is to even road trip it. I think road tripping is, like, a, unless you have, like, three friends with you, it's actually not worth it. <laughs> Just rocking out by yourself. Yeah. I, I did that when I moved out to San Diego. I, Where did you move from? I drove all the way from Kentucky, northern Kentucky. Wow. Yeah. That was intense. What, uh, did you move to San Diego to start comedy or? To start to be a musician. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, I got, it, where in San Diego did you live? I lived in North County in Vista. Oh, my gosh. Did you in Vista? Very, yeah, it sounds so boring. <laughs> it is. Isn't there a, uh, isn't there a, um, like, a, 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 one of those companies? It's very chill there. Very yeah. chill. Well, there's a, there's a company that does, like, you know, they sell their clothes at, like, PacSun and those kinds of places, and they're, like, a skate company, but they don't make skate oh. stuff. They make, like, clothes like audio or, or, um... That's probably you're probably right. I mean, there's, there's like a bunch one of... one of those are in Vista. Yeah, uh, I know that because I almost had to get a job there when I was living <laughs> in San Diego. Here's any of that. Yeah, man, Vista. It's all right. Yeah, there's there is this uh, restaurant there that's there's only a few of them in the country, and it's called the Yellow Deli. And what they do is they've they get everything reclaimed, and like that's how they build the restaurant from the ground up. Wow. Yeah. So like from reclaimed like. Uh, abandoned farms and stuff from like in the midwest and then they're like we're just building our little restaurant in the middle of oh wow (laughs) isn't that what trader joe's does don't they reclaim food (laughs) did you know that no what is they don't trader joe's doesn't buy their own food they don't make their own food they repackage from like half their stuff like uh they buy from like pepsi what? Well, Pepsi's not just Pepsi. It's like a company called PepsiCo. PepsiCo, yeah. Yeah, and PepsiCo makes like they they do more than just make soda. They do food. I believe so. Yeah, I know they get a lot of stuff from Pepsi. <laughs> what? That's so weird. Yeah, I'm not sure what if they if it's the food part or just the drink part, but they do. Uh, yeah, they uh, Trader Joe's repackages everything. That's why like nobody. It's very hard to get information about them. You're like, that's why Trader Joe's cola tastes exactly like yeah. Pepsi. Because <laughs> they open all those yeah, cans. Just put them, yeah. <laughs> they, uh, they do that with like their cold cuts. That's why they don't have like a, 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 like a deli department that actually cuts everything there. Oh, wow. Yeah. I went to, well, like three or four years ago, kind of when the internet became like, like the, the, the primary news source, essentially. Yeah, yeah. Uh, people started like asking more questions about Trader Joe's and the interviews. Like things just wouldn't, nobody would answer anything. And then they they started kind of digging around. And they found, <laughs> That's good. Yeah. <laughs> Expose so, that shit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so. Uh, so if you're buying stuff at Trader Joe's, just know, it didn't come from Joe. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but he he did trade it. Oh yeah. He did trade it. 
He trade money for goods and or services. Yeah, yeah. PepsiCo, wow. And they don't have any brand name soda in Trader Joe's. No, they don't have... I think the only thing they... <laughs> I'm trying to think of anything brand-oriented they have, but they really don't. It's yeah. It's like very few things. I, I think the only thing that they have that's like... That's like brand of other... Is like dairy products and like... Uh, Maybe Kashi. Yeah, Kashi. Like cereal, exactly. <laughs> cereal. And, uh, and even that, they have Joe-O's. <laughs> So like, <laughs> they're like, no, we're gonna be independent. Those Cheerios are about to expire. All right, give me, give yeah. me some. <laughs> <laughs> Joe O's. Why didn't they just call it Joe? Mm, no. Uh, yeah, no, that didn't, it wouldn't work. Just Joe. Joe with an apostrophe S. Oh wait, that's the name of the store. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Confused too many people. Get some Joes. Did you go to Trader Joe's? No, that Cheerios cereal, it takes too yeah. long to explain. It's weird. They're like expanding. Um, to, I'm from South Florida originally, and mm-hmm. like they, they're just now popping up there. They're just getting them. Wow. Yeah. Uh, it's like a bit, so all the rage. <laughs> My mom was like genuinely excited. She like called me because the closest one they have is like in Boca Raton, which is like 25 minutes north of where I'm from. Yeah. And she's like, oh, yeah, I have to, just have to go to Boca to get Trader Joe's. And then she goes, they just opened a Trader Joe's about a mile south of me she's like thrilled <laughs> have there been any studies into whole foods about the same stuff no whole foods well no whole foods they're good they're, yeah, they're, yeah. On, they're on the level well they're not good because they have those prices <laughs> yeah they're like such a joke was it whole foods or trader joe's that had the asparagus water do you remember that no there was this whole debacle because they were selling like this bottle of water that had a stock of asparagus in it for twenty dollars? Well, that's Whole Foods. That wouldn't be Trader Joe's. <laughs> Trader Joe's is. I mean, they're they're not, they're not cheap on some stuff, but Whole Foods is the price gougers. Yeah, so it was like twenty dollars, and so I think I saw it on Colbert or something, and he was like, twenty dollars. I don't remember the bit. I'm not gonna try and recreate it because it'll ruin it. But basically, he was. He, there was an update on that report where no longer are does it have a stock of celery in it? Now it's just a bottle of water that's $20 because it's infused with asparagus. Yeah, that sounds like Whole Foods. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like Whole Foods. $20 asparagus water. Yeah. Ooh. What will they think of next? <laughs> that's, yeah, that's right up their alley. I, I can't, I don't, I barely shop at Whole Foods because it's just kind of like a, I feel like it's a, their whole thing now is just like do you have money come here yeah come come on yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> we've got people you have money yeah we have so many products I like, mean, they, have some, they do have some stuff that's like really good but yeah. it's just like i remember i i just went and got pizza and it was like this is pretty delicious <laughs> 40 dollars later yeah exactly yeah <laughs> i had to downgrade my living situation <laughs> So I'm living here now. I yeah. don't know. I didn't tell you before because. <laughs> yeah. So I uh, live in my car outside. I've been out here since this morning. But that pizza was so good. It was. It's totally worth it. It's just, it's been sustaining me for three months. That's how good it is. I don't have to eat. I don't have to eat again for. The rest of winter. Oh, it's like the magic uh, Lord of the Rings bread. Yeah, yeah. 
It keeps me warm all the way through. Does Lord of the Rings have like a magic bread? Yeah, it was a. Uh... <clears throat> it wasn't in the original of the first one that they made, but it was in the extended cut. And um, the elf elf queen was like giving them all like here. This is I forget what they call it, but um, she was like, take one bite and you'll be, you won't be hungry for like a week or something. Oh wow! Yeah. I would love something. Like that. <laughs> That's like what most of my day is spent. Like as, as soon as I'm finished eating, I'm like, all right, well I have to eat in like two more. <laughs> Like, that's my constant cycle of life. I can't stand it. I, like, want to be, like, not hungry for at least half a day. Dude, there's a guy who made uh, this product called... I think he calls it Soylent. (laughs) But it's this drink that has all of, like, the essential vitamins and whatever. Like, he broke it down chemically and, like, made a powder. And so... And it has... And he put, like, a little bit of, like, vanilla for flavor... So there's these shakes that he makes Whoa. every day, and he drinks the shake at the beginning of the day, not hungry for the whole day. Yeah. Sounds like you're... <laughs> Sounds like I need that. <laughs> Sounds like I need that. And then, and then, a, and then a, a study to be released that says, like, yeah, you're supposed to chew food. <laughs> That's what always happens. You're supposed to chew your food. Anyone who's been drinking this is gonna die very soon that's that's what happened when like the juicing craze took over there was literally articles that came out like well that's not how it's supposed to be consumed because like for example greens you're supposed to chew them because it, it, it works its way down your system it's clearing out a bunch of stuff yeah like when you the drink, fiber the, the, the fiber is yeah, reaching yeah. out and s- scraping all the bad out but when you so when you drink it you're kind of <clears> bypassing <throat> that and just just putting it straight to your stomach and so i was like yeah. Great, just tell me what to fucking do please i can't take it anymore <laughs> I can't take just all the conflicting studies. Can I just get a cold-pressed juice for $18, yeah. please? <laughs> oh, excuse me. Sorry for yawning. No, that's fine. So I've, there's doing construction literally right outside my window, so I sleep in, like, four-hour cycles. Uh. Like pure. That's actually the other reason I'm, like, so excited to get on the road is so I can sleep. <laughs> I just can't sleep right now. And I, like, looked into it. I'm like, how are these people allowed to do construction at 7-something in the morning? That's, like, inhuman. Yeah. And then I looked at, uh, I, like, looked it up online, and, like, legally, they're allowed to work from, like, 7 to 7, Monday through Friday. And what? then, like, 8, on Saturday, they're allowed to work, too. It's sun- Sunday, they have to be off, because that's the Lord's Day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, then, um, mm-hmm. and then, yeah, that's the only night, that's the only morning I get any kind of sleep. <laughs> The rest of the day is just like I sleep like four hours and then I wake up. Always construction? Oh, yeah, every day. Well, yeah, because they're trying to build a building. Like oh, okay. It's, it's full on. So it's, but it's literally <laughs> just outside my window. It's like I have to keep my window closed. Yeah. Um, and they're uh, luckily, I think the two big things are um, that it's on my block that someone in my building was telling me that they're not allowed to like. This is super interesting stuff, by the way. Uh, <laughs> they can't build that high. And then, oh. so, so it's not, it shouldn't take long. But, and then, but the other thing is that, that, um, El Nino is supposed to be coming this way. And yeah. whenever it already, the two times it rained, they couldn't work the next day. So I'm hoping it's gonna halt that there. we just get like three months of nonstop rain <laughs> and just like pure floods and just everybody's like swimming to get everywhere. While you're on tour? S- yeah. <laughs> I'm going to sleep like a fucking lamb. <laughs> And then when it stops raining, then I'd like to go on tour, so that way they can keep making noise and not care. Yeah. El Nino stops right when you get back. Yeah, yeah exactly. 
That's what happened this summer. I was on the road for almost the whole summer, and they they had, they weren't doing. They had started this thing in like April, mm-hmm. and so most of April and some of like early May. Then they just mysteriously stopped. I don't know what happened, but they just stopped, and I was like, "Thank God!" And I was sleeping for like a month, and then yeah. I left for tour, and I subletted my apartment, which is what I tend to do when I leave. And uh, and around late July, I got a text from the person subletting and said, "Hey man, just a heads up that they're doing construction now." And I was like, all right, well, you know, I don't get back for another month. I don't care. Uh, <laughs> and then I got back and I started again. Yeah. Literally, the first my first night back home, I was sleeping, and then suddenly it's and I had my window open because I just forgot about it, yeah. and they just started making noise right at seven a.m. And I was like, oh. they literally get there at like six and some change and just wait for seven a.m. It's like they're literally just sitting there with the watch and like, and hammer, <laughs> and then they start, you know, like. <laughs> It's like insane. And go. No, this is not my alarm. Yeah. I mean, when I worked a day job, it wasn't a problem because I used to have to get up at the, around the same time. So yeah. if they had maybe sunk it up with that, it would have been great. But alas, they're like, oh, you Why didn't they ask you? Yeah. I mean, it's great. Everybody in my building is on that side of the building. Yeah. And in the other, I was told apparently in the other apartment building, there's like four surrounding buildings. This is not just like us. It's like yeah. a big deal to like about... 50 other people yeah. they're just just driving them up a wall <laughs> hopefully they drive up a wall soon so i can yeah because once they start making noise in their bill inside the building <laughs> that affects me in no way <laughs> nice oh because yeah. you got the outside yeah yeah they have their their door you know they have their walls and i have my walls yeah. and now everybody's peaceful <laughs> so that that wraps up the construction bit <laughs> so, um wait okay so you talked about Coming back from tour, uh, that was a different tour than when you went on Warp Tour. Correct. That that is that that was Warp Tour. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. So I, I left in mid June. Yeah. Um, and then the fe- the festival ended at the beginning of August, like a week into August, yeah. and then um, and then I stayed on the road for about another two weeks because I subletted my apartment. Oh yeah. So I went back to South Florida, just stayed with my mom. Also. When you're on the road like that, it's not the same thing as being on the road in sta- regular stand-up. Because stand-up yeah. perform at night, it's one show, and it's usually in fairly humane conditions. Um, <laughs> Warped Tour has some days where it's very subhuman. Uh, so, like, and on the plus side, you're on a, bu- you're on a tour bus, which yeah. is way better. I honestly never want to fucking fly again. Like, a tour bus is awesome. Because you just, like... You just go to sleep and you wake up in the city. You're zonked out. And like, you're like, right, yeah. And yeah. also it's very comfortable. Yeah. Us, yeah. Um, the only downside is if like something in the middle of the night, like if they hit like a bad patch of road or it's raining or something, it, it can be a rough ride. Yeah. But otherwise it's still like, uh, yeah. And there's like awesome. Wi-Fi in there and like, no, there's not. No, <laughs> no. Oh. <laughs> you, I mean, you can get a hotspot, one yeah. of those like hotspot things, but it's, it's not very strong. It's yeah. just, it's, Luckily, I just had enough data on my phone that I could, you know, and then if we really needed to, if we're in a big enough town, we could just, because a lot of the festival, even if it was in a big city, would be in like the outskirts of town because, you know, they're they're, like renting out a whole field or an amphitheater. Um, Some of them, some of the amphitheaters had Wi-Fi, but they wouldn't tell, in certain ones, they wouldn't tell people the Wi-Fi (laughs) because the people who had to do work needed it. Oh, yeah. And if it slowed down Yeah, they couldn't get anything done. Yeah, exactly. So they wouldn't tell them. But then... Excuse me. There were a few where 
the the password is already listed so everybody could use it yeah. and it, it never really got overloaded only like five people at a time would come in to do work yeah. but if not you usually just uber to a starbucks and um and you don't really like have time to be on the computer anyway which That's, is fucking yeah. great um honestly it's I'd been so, like, I had no idea what was happening in Los Angeles or New York or anywhere. Like, notifications, matter. great. Get out yeah, of my screen. And I don't, honestly, whatever. I didn't care, man. I was, like, so happy. Um, and then, yeah, the tour ended, and then I went back home, and I just stayed in Florida for two weeks because I was just, like, normally I would never stay there that long, especially yeah. in the middle of summer. Because yeah. um, South Florida doesn't have seasons. It's literally summer all year. It's, like, really hot there. It's humid. Yeah. But uh, when I got... When I got home, I was happy to actually be there for two weeks because... To chill. It, yes. Yeah. Just to, like, Ooh. do nothing. Literally do nothing. I just woke up, ate, went back to sleep. <laughs> and I went to the movies a bunch, and that was, like, it. Yeah. Like, I was like, that's all I want to do. And uh, it was... I mean, I got up a few times while I was down there, but even that, I took, like, a week off before I even went on stage again. So it was just, like, you know, every day we perform twice a day in yeah. a vinyl tent, which is very hot. And mm. it was, like... Uh, Made of records. Yeah, made of records, exactly. It was purely... Sometimes my jokes would skip. And, uh, <laughs> and, uh, it just was really hard. Uh, and a lot of snotty people in the... In the no, just like, you know, vinyl snobs. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, and we had performed twice a day in the middle of the afternoon, like once at one, and then again at four thirty. Yeah, um, which was kind of nice because if we were in like a big enough city, new groups, we could yeah, and, yeah. And if we were in a big enough city, we could we could do a spot at night. Okay, like, uh, you, cool. You know, when we were in um, Milwaukee, we did a show. Yeah. When we were in uh, Nashville, we did sets. Um, Utah. I'm trying to think like what. Denver, obviously. Yeah. <clears throat> and also in some places where I never thought there would be stand-up. Like, we did a show in Cheyenne, Wyoming. Oh. And it was, like, it was packed. It's awesome. wasn't necessarily the best crowd, but it was a very conservative room. Um, Wyoming's one of those places where it kind of, there, like, fits its stereotype, it felt like. Okay. Like, where it was very, like, cowboyish. Big, you know? big, like, star belt buckle. Star, yeah, yeah, and you could just see people weren't, like... I mean, there were some people there who looked like normal people. It's yeah. not like... But but they have, like, one of everything. Like, they have a movie theater. I look, they probably had two, but, you know, there was, like, a... There was, like, a block where, where you go to um, shop. You know, there's a block where you... Where there's restaurants and, yeah. like... But they also had, like... They had a few cool, like record stores and like okay. uh, a few like there thrift was a, stores i bet thrift stores yeah, yeah. very very cool it was actually one of the biggest thrift stores i've ever seen it was like a thrift store warehouse it was nice. huge and it was like really fun to like peruse through everything yeah. but it also like made me wonder how there was like a used bookstore we went to but i was like how does this stay in business <laughs> there's four people in this town yeah like how is, <laughs> how is this place open beyond weekends <laughs> You know, I just can't see. But I guess we're in Cheyenne. That is their big, one of their biggest cities. Yeah. Um, I bet some of those places have just been around so long that they just own it now. Yeah, I mean, that's my guess with a lot of those. I don't think they're paying leases on anything there, except for, like, in a mall, you know? That's the only place I can see where, like, anything modern happens. And we didn't even make it to the mall. They don't even, they, like, instead of Lyft and Uber, obviously, they have, they have, 
two taxi cab companies. Mm-hmm. One is called Cowboy Shuttle, <laughs> and it, it of course. when I called, the operator was the person giving the rides. <laughs> so, Let me transfer you to one of our drivers. Yeah. Beep, boop, boop. <laughs> no, not even. She just goes, Cowboy Shuttle. I'm like, hey, we need a ride from, the, the, you know. And she was like, all right, I'll, I'll be there in like 20 minutes. I got to do one more ride. And I was like, what? <laughs> and then after 20 minutes, we called her and she was like, yeah, it's going to be another 20 minutes. <laughs> and then... Uh, shuttle. And then we found out there was a second one that was actually like 24-7 and was picked us up right away. <laughs> but we were still like very confused that like we were just like what the fuck? So that's uh Cheyenne Wyoming. They show up twenty minutes later and you're gone like fifteen minutes ago. I called her, I was like, Hey lady, yeah. you don't have to come here. She goes, Okay, yeah, it was gonna be another half an hour. <laughs> so confusing. That being said, uh one of the best breakfasts I ever had was in Cheyenne Wyoming. Cheyenne? Mm-hmm, a luxury diner. Oh me like sent you. What's it, what, what, what's that place called? Luxury Dear. diner. Oh yeah. Was, yeah yeah. I was, I was being I was being fresh. It was. Well, when you said that, I imagined like you walk in, it looks like a diner, but there's also chandeliers and yeah. like. Oh yeah no 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 not quite quite the opposite. It was like six tables. It, you would have never guessed. Like yeah. walking in, we were just like, let's just go here, but. Uh, we kind of picked it because out of all the places that were there, it was the only one that didn't seem like a chain or like a Waffle House yeah, type yeah. thing, and it had gotten like decently Yelped review. Mm-hmm. So we were like, okay. And uh, so we walked over, and we were like, this is fucking great. And then, <laughs> and then after we did that show at night, we uh, ended up eating at like whatever one of their fanciest restaurants because yeah. we like the show was really really packed so the the owner gave everybody a couple extra bucks and we're nice. like well, let's just go eat somewhere really good then and not even think about it and, yeah. and we went to this place and we were like wow who would have thought at Cheyenne we would have had some of the best food we had <laughs> we were like in Kansas City and it was one, like you know we had to eat at a yard house or something whereas like and I'm like that's weird because this should be more cultured than Cheyenne but Cheyenne wins that's cool. We were there for a day, and I think that's why I speak so highly of it. Like, I feel like if I had to be there any longer, it might be tricky. <laughs> You're like, after a day, we did everything. Yeah. <laughs> after half a day, we did everything. Because <laughs> we had stayed on the bus till at least one. And then we... Because, like, when you... When you... With Warp Tour, if you're only in a town for a day, like, yeah. if, you have, if you have one day off, mm-hmm. um, you usually get uh, what's called a day hotel, where it's just so you can shower and, and like, have a normal room. Yeah. Yeah. Just to kind of like get your shit together and then you leave. Mm-hmm. Um, so we were only there for, we were, you know, we got there at one, they gave us the hotel room to, you know, for all the showering and stuff. And yeah. then we were like, okay. And then we just put our stuff back and kind of, we basically had about six, six hours to kill <laughs> until we went to, where did we go that? I think that was Salt Lake City. Then the next, so we had to drive from Cheyenne, Wyoming to Salt Lake City, Utah, which was like mountains. A, yeah. A trek and a half. <laughs> The, was there snow? No, uh, summer. No, yeah, okay. What it am was, I talking it about? Was, but I, also... Sometimes there's snow like in Utah get, in the summer. Is there? In the mountains. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't think we have to cut through the mountains to get there. Like, I think, you know, that's pretty... Uh, yeah. it, it, the second half of the tour was interesting because, like, the first half... The beginning of the tour started in California, and, mm-hmm. it, and, and basically they routed it to 
go down the whole southern half of the country mm-hmm. and then up the east coast yeah. and then through the midwest and then back down to california and up to seattle so it kind of like what it went down and or no yeah. okay yeah well they they break up so if you ever look and i started doing this when i was like bored in an airport one day i was just kind of looking online to see like oh breakdowns of... if you ever look down at touring schedules that's pretty common because there's so many markets in southern california that if you do them all at once you're not going to have the, the same attendance oh if you break it up oh. people tend to come to other shows because yeah. they missed one and they're like you know chances are if they missed it that weekend they can they can't go the rest yep. of the weekend so i did that one warp tour i was like oh i can't make this one but i can make that one at the very end of the tour right exactly so that's what he they, so it started in Pomona and then they went up to San Francisco and then we went back down to Ventura yeah and then we were gone and then we did like Arizona New Mexico Oklahoma Texas down to you know and then yeah. just uh, then it kind of became a more logical routing where it went down to like Texas Georgia Florida then all up the East Coast the yeah. Carolinas and and then um, but at the end of the tour yeah it started I'm trying to think we went from like when we finished the, the northeast is where we were the most like once we got out of was it was florida north carolina um like virginia austin new yeah, york we weren't there yet but that, that's what i mean like when we got when we finished i think it was when we finished virginia beach then we went up to like it became like um new jersey new york okay connecticut boston yeah. um you know all all those areas providence do they have one no well no. Bo- the boston one would be okay that, yeah. that kind of the northeast kind of covers certain regions so yeah. like you know but then we went up because they're like, all so tightly packed and yes yeah, yeah exactly so then we went up to like toronto but then it, it so you stay up there for like i mean we were i think the northeast took up at least 20 days like like wow. just you know and then and, and also there were some weird stops after that like after toronto we like went down to Maryland for some reason. I guess it's because during the summer all those tours happen. Like there's oh, so many summer tours okay. that like a lot of those amphitheaters just aren't available. Yeah. So I think it's. But once we finished that, we like went to like you know the Midwest a little, like Indiana, yeah. Chicago, Detroit, all that. But once you finish that, and then we started this that the last leg of the tour. Yeah. It was oddly the. It was the best part of it to me because the um the weather was a little nicer mm-hmm. you know it was more dry, dry states again and then yeah. but also the the fa- the people who were watching the shows were much more like, attentive into comedy yeah, okay. yeah and um and then but they were also the most far apart like it went from cheyenne i remember we went to like denver and, and salt lake city mm-hmm. and then which were pretty far apart yeah and then from there i think what did we oh then we had like two days off in vegas and then we went to San Diego. Nice. But then from San Diego, it was, like, to <clears throat> Portland. And between that, we had a day off in, like, Shasta, which is, like, I guess right at the the state line. Okay. Um, it's, like, re- it's gorgeous. Yeah. It's really beautiful. It's also very depressing because we were, uh, <laughs> all, all the lakes had drained. Like, oh, of the shit. So we, we, were, we were on water. I mean, we were swimming. But then we, like, uh, this guy, like, that... I guess one of the, not a tour guide, but one of the people who like oversees everything. He's yeah. like, yeah, so that used to be all the way up there. And he's like pointing to like 50 feet up. He's like, yeah, the lake used to be up to there and that lake used to be up to there. And oh. I was like, oh, that's really sad. <laughs> and here we are, we're on like a boat that has a slide on it that like slides into the ocean. And we're, like, and we're like having a blast. <laughs> slide into the fun yeah. of this drought. <laughs> yeah, and then I think the tour finished in like then from there we went to portland and seattle which are relatively close but yeah. like um and then we 
and then I just and then I, I flew diagonally across the country again to Fort Lauderdale, Florida. <laughs> that was like it was that was a very weird. I like basically took a red eye, but a connecting red eye. So mm-hmm. like I left at, you know, my flight took off at like midnight in Seattle mm-hmm. and like SeaTac, and then I woke up in North Carolina. But then when I by the time I got to Fort Lauderdale, Florida, it was like noon the next day because of all the time changes. It was like such a mindfuck. Oh wow! Yeah. Yeah, so it was great though. I mean, I, I, it, you know, it has, it has its pluses. It also yeah. has its minuses. But yeah. it was like, it was nice to just be have everything taken care of for you. Yeah, and this was the first time, Warped Tour had comedy, huh? Yeah, they. I mean, they've had comedians before, from what I've been told. Uh-huh. Like they, like Eric Griffin, I think a few years ago, they, they, he was doing some something in, the Bay Area, and mm-hmm. so they, they threw him up at the at the one in in the Bay, and he I think just at the acoustic tent or something. I mean yeah. they announced it though, yeah. and it was packed. But yeah. he you know he has like a following from workaholics, yep. and, yep. and he's been around a long time, and it was it went great. But then I think a few years before that they had like a few comics do like a side do one of the side stages. Yeah. But this was the first time they ever had, they had a tent completely dedicated to comedy. Yeah. So <laughs> maybe through the years they were like testing the waters a little bit, and then once they saw that comedies comedies has a resurgence right now like no yeah we're definitely in yeah. a in a in that the the new boom yeah whatever they, they <laughs> you know what they uh with a festival like that's a little trickier because it's a traveling festival mm-hmm. whereas like bonnaroo and sasquatch and all these these are weekend festivals so yeah. so it's a little different in, yeah. in that sense but um i think that it's a very big self-sustaining machine and i think trying to figure out if that would work with work tour it's it's a little harder so I, yeah. I i think that but i know when he started doing it he had he had wanted to do it for a few years he just didn't have i think uh at the time there was just other things happening you know it just never kind of materialized mm-hmm. and i think the timing was right so yeah. um it definitely was like a lot of people were excited about it and then there were some cities where it, it, it could have been met with more indifference you know okay. like it just depends on i'm trying to think what some of the the best i mean the best shows were like my personal best show was in um, Minneapolis, Minnesota. Okay. I think the actual town of Shakopee. That was what it's mm-hmm. called. But it's like just, it's there on the outskirts. Yeah. But it was, that was my favorite show. Um, and then Toronto was my second favorite. Buffalo, like all the, the, like, I guess most cities where there's some semblance of life. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, because like, there are other places where, like Oklahoma City, it was just so hot and humid. It was like 95 degrees the humidity was at like a hundred percent and there were people most of the people in our tent were just trying not to pass out they were like (laughs) so it was literally like a funeral parlor everyone's like lying down no that's exactly what they're doing one there were like two people like beached whales like they were just kind of like on their belly like laying over like their head on the grass Uh, i'm trying to think who what other cities there's oklahoma city mesa arizona was weird because um we the, our tent melted what yeah the the the, <laughs> the 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 seams they were like they were like there was like an industrial glue and it couldn't handle the heat and it just fell apart was it while someone was performing no thankfully it was oh, the, it was okay. in the morning nobody was there we just walked in and we were like they were like hey we got can you guys come to the tent to see this and we're like what does that mean? <laughs> and we got there, and it was... It was just a puddle? Yep. Oh, no, no, it wasn't... So when we say melted, no, you, yeah, 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 it's just like, It looked like a teepee. So we had to perform outside in the open where 
nobody had an attention span. You know, we kind of just like because everyone wants to get out of the sun in Mesa. Yeah, yeah. Who's gonna? Yeah, it was 120 degrees. It was, uh, it was the temperature-wise, it was the hottest. Yeah. Um, Ooh. I. What's funny is I kept my gym membership for that period uh, because I could just if like certain places they didn't have like the amphitheaters didn't they would have showers mm-hmm. and our, our bus had a shower too but yeah. like it wasn't it like with the bus shower the water's obviously limited so like yeah. you kind of have to take like a navy shower it's kind of annoying especially when it's really hot so i would just uber to an la fitness and use their showers and it was, great. <laughs> and it was wonderful uh but uh that was one of the cities where i did that i remember and like we yeah it was so mesa was a rough one yeah um but even that day, like, Kevin, the guy who runs the fest, he's like, just just, <clears throat> just power through it. You know, you each have to do ten minutes twice. Mm-hmm. It's not like a, you'll be fine. Yeah. You know, like, like it's uh, tomorrow we'll, we'll have, like, a, they made, like, a makeshift tent, which actually was specifically for that venue better. They basically put, like, two smaller tents together mm-hmm. while, they, while they actually, they actually hired a seamstress to, like, re-suture it. <laughs> Like it was, so it wouldn't fall apart again like that. That's and, awesome. Uh, yeah. And uh, the that we were like, you know, two smaller tents. But what what happened was it was so small that it created this crowd that almost felt like a comedy club. Everybody was very close, to, uh, very okay. close to you. Yeah. Um, and so it was actually a lot of fun. My the thing about that week too is that my voice was shot for most of the week. Mm. Like I was just drinking throat coat, and I wasn't basically if I wasn't on stage, I wasn't talking. Yeah. And so. I just considered that whole week like shot anyways. I was like, well, it's the first week of the tour. It already kind of sucks, but I just, as soon as I get through this, I can get through the rest of the festival. Because uh, I was like also sort of sick. So it was yeah. like, uh, I, everyone else got sick later in the tour, but I guess because I got sick early, I didn't have to, you know, usually get You were fine. Again. Yeah, I was pretty much fine for the remaining seven weeks. Sucks for you guys. I don't know what yeah, happened. Yeah. Should have gotten sick at the beginning of the tour like I did. Gotta think. think ahead. So, uh, so yeah, it was, uh, what was it? Oh, Jacksonville was, I think the worst show of the tour. Mm, okay. It was, it rained that morning, so it was very muddy. Um, mm. and, uh, and not a lot of people were in the audience and clear the ones who were clearly do drugs just to get by. Like, it's not even like a, a thing where it's like recreation. It's just like to numb yeah. living in Jacksonville. <laughs> that was like a lot of for me. Cause you can do laundry on the tour, like okay. you can, but, but I, like sometimes the, the problem is a runner drops it off at a fluff and fold so you might not get some of your clothes like oh. someone else on the bus had, had done it and he lost like a shirt and oh. I was like yeah I don't want to do because you already have to kind of pack light for warp tours yeah. so I mean not that, not to say you can't get shirts there's thousands of merch tables yeah. but I was just like you know what I'm just going to pick a city where it really sucks and just <laughs> take my laundry and this is exactly what I did in did my laundry. Muzak going. Yep. And I, I, took it, I took the laundry with me to Outback Steakhouse to have dinner. And literally sat next to me in the booth. And, uh, yeah, that was, um, that was. Nice. That was Warped Tour. Yeah. Um, did you ever go to Warped Tour, like, growing up? Absolutely. Yeah, that is why, fun. yeah, that's why Kevin had me and Grant Cotter, the other person, yeah. like, co-headlined it with me. We, uh. We both grew up on it. I, I mean, I went to Warped Tour one, two, three, four, five, six times Yeah. when I was younger. So it was like, yeah, it was definitely, uh, I mean, it's changed a lot since I had, oh, since yeah. I got, have you, did you go? Uh, yeah, I've been 
four or five times, I think. Um, uh, he, here or in... Uh... Oh, uh, one time was Salt Lake, one time was Cincinnati, and then <clears throat> one time was Kentucky, the first and only time they did it in Kentucky. Yeah. They usually do <laughs> Where in Kentucky are you from? Uh, it was northern Kentucky, so I lived like 15 minutes from Cincinnati, like across, okay, yeah, across that's, the river. So, so we did Cincinnati. That yeah. was the... Riverbend. Yeah, that mm-hmm. is exactly the place we did. Yeah, yeah. They, they, they took... And it, that uh, that amphitheater was... Um, I guess they have a big amphitheater and a small one. Mm-hmm. Like, Riverbend is two amphitheaters, apparently. Yeah. And the one they were originally supposed to use was flooded. Like, we actually oh. walked in, and um, and you could the stage was literally underwater. <laughs> <laughs> and so they did. They had to use the smaller amphitheater. Yeah, or vice versa. Yeah, guess we're not versa. using this one. Yeah, it was a very <laughs> awkward. Salt Lake was a fun one when we did that, that was yeah, it was very. Uh, some people swimming. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Just pointing at the water. Yeah. Do you guys know about this? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they almost had to cancel the 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 show because it, it had rained so hard the day before. But when yeah. we got there, it was completely sunny out. Yeah. Um. I. Uh, yeah, well, Cincinnati was that was a fun one. Well, the first one was good. This the thing about it is we did two shows. Yeah. Usually one would go good and the other one wasn't as good. The early one was always better because mm-hmm. people were still up. You know, usually the later one people were tired. Yeah. Unless the first show is dead, then usually the second show tends to be better. But like when we did like Salt Lake, it was like better. And the first show was great. And I was like, great, let's go do the second show. And the second show I was like, why do I do this for a living? <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. Well, uh, so are there any bands that were on Warp Tour this year that you were like, "Cool, I'll go see them"? Yes, there's a band called Pup that I love. Um, <clears throat> what kind of music? They're, they're, they're punk. Okay. They were kind of one of the only bands that, that, that I guess that's what's changed is you know when I used to go there were a lot of pop punk, punk and punk yeah. bands and, and stuff S- like that. Ska sometimes and, and some ska yeah. and and uh, that was like really early on in the festival. It was very mm-hmm. much even more ska heavy, um, yeah. like even before my time and. Uh, trying to think what else was like yeah well there were when i first started going there were only four stages and then about two or three years in they added more stages and now i think there's seven or eight there's so many yeah (laughs) because there's all the little independent stages too well yeah there's there's two main stages then there's two um side stages Mm -hmm. that are almost as big as the main stage depending on the bands and then yeah and then there's like two two development stages is what they call them mm. like for for kind of upcoming bands early or like yeah, whatever else right exactly like and uh ernie ball was one of the big sponsors yeah. for us yeah. and then and then the seventh stage was called the beatport stage which is like a, basically like hip-hop and edm tent and that mm. that did just as that that was had a pretty big draw wow and then there was a there was the comedy tent and there was also the acoustic basement tent which is like acoustic artists okay um, so it's like it's pretty diverse but it's just a lot it's almost like sensory overload in that way yeah. like like it's like hard to just kind of be like well what do I want to check out because now a lot of it is people kind of going to see their favorite band meet them and also there was a there was a YouTuber tent like oh. YouTuber culture is very big obviously but like especially with teenagers yeah there were like four YouTubers there, like signing autographs, selling shirts, meeting people. Their line to meet them was longer than anybody else. It was wow. three, three hours. Wow. Their job was literally just to come out, do signings, make content while they were on the road with Warped Tour. <laughs> and and that was just, easy because people were filming them making content. Yep. And, uh, well, no, they were filming themselves. <laughs> oh, they do their yeah, own, yeah. you know, but like, but it's what they would be doing at home anyways. Yeah, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. Like, they're just on the road and it was very, and I, I'd realized, I'm like, oh, they must just be big within the context of this and, when they went, to, someone told me when they were at Starbucks, they got mobbed. Like it's not <laughs> exclusive to that. 
I think they live here. Wow. I think a few of them live here. I remember I asked one of them, and he said he lived in, like, Hollywood, West Hollywood, I think. Yeah. And I was like, wow, that's... I didn't realize, like, what a sustainable... I mean, they're... Career. You know, yeah. I was, like, so surprised. And I, it was the first time I also felt old. You know, I'm 30. <laughs> that's not that... It's not really that yeah. old. But I remember thinking, like, oh, man. I'm like, really out of touch with today's yeah. youth. Really? YouTube? Yeah. Like... That's, like, a thing. <laughs> It's, yeah, it's people in our age bracket that are like, really? People are making money off of yeah. <laughs> YouTube? And they are. But, but you know, one thing I, I, I will say in regards to like YouTube culture and, and that kind of stuff, it's like any other thing. It's like if you, you kind of, the timing has to be right. It's kind of like yeah. people who, I, I guess, um, who got stuff out of Twitter. Like, mm-hmm. you can't do that anymore. Yeah. The, 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 you know, but you, when Twitter first kind of came out and people started getting followings just based on like, having good jokes yeah um th- they were able to get work out of that there was yeah. like uh, there was like rob delaney i know 20 30 he, people yeah. yeah but you know he was also like a stand he had already been working for a yeah. while so yeah. he was able to to back it up had some fun yeah there were because there were some people there who just you know live in the midwest and had like mm-hmm. a good track and then they tried that stuff yeah and then you never heard from them again yep. it was like very and there was a period where a lot of them tried stand up and mm-hmm. i remember one of the like one of them messaged me to be on my show and I was like, this is, I'm like, do you have a clip? And he's like, no, but I, you know, but he did like a few bringers at the comedy store and I was like, yeah, that's not gonna work. <laughs> you know, it doesn't even come from like a place of like, what are you trying to do, my job? Or, yeah, or, or, yeah, or yeah. Front. It's just the, like, what's well, like, you're just not gonna, they're not gonna do well. And yeah. it's, it's like, I'd rather give that spot to someone who like, has more experience worked and... a little harder yeah, towards yeah. it. Like, you know, and uh, that it's very, so yeah, so that that's the thing about like YouTube content is they like you know now people are trying to do that they just make videos for the sake of making you know content to make content yep. and it's like well I don't think that doesn't do anything for anybody you know what I mean it's <laughs> yeah. very weird that they uh, that they, uh, yeah it's just fraudulent you know like yep. so it's it's like the it's insincere yeah <laughs> I just don't begrudge people who get popular off that because it's like. Well, I wasn't trying to get popular that way, or, or you know, first of all, I'm not going for like popularity. I'm just going for a career. Yeah. But like, it's not. I don't know. It's just I've never understood that about comedy. Period. Like people being bitter or angry about it oh, because it's yeah. just like chances are whatever that person's doing, you didn't want to do. <laughs> and if you if you could get that opportunity, you probably wouldn't want to do it. It's yeah. like really exhausting, you know. I mean, the the only reason a lot of people try to do those things is so they can go do so it helps boost their their whatever their booking, else their booking profile for stand-up yeah because i you one of the things that kind of helps getting booked is just having credits you mm-hmm. know like it's they can't get like heavy hitters every weekend for clubs so like they'll sometimes get people if they if you have conan and a few other things that, that yeah. can get you know your booking agent can get you somewhere so yeah. it's like that's really the only reason a lot of people do certain work it's also just good money but mm-hmm. like you know that's kind of the, the reasoning yeah or the logic but yeah so uh this year in terms of the bands that i wanted to see a warp tour pup pup was one of them Mm -hmm. um and uh that was it (laughs) literally was no i uh, a lot of metal bands now right yeah it's a lot of screaming like uh, like like, yeah yeah yeah, you can't understand the lyrics (laughs) and like uh you know what there were a few bands you know there were a few they also i mean the one thing 
Kevin's kind of always done with work tour that keeps it diverse. He also includes some rap in it. Even back mm-hmm. in like to, people think that's something that just happened a few years ago. But it's um, probably two thousand one. Cool Keith was there. <laughs> I like was you know Eminem did it in ninety nine. Like that's mm-hmm. not before he blew up too. Yeah, that's like where yeah. Kevin has a really good eye for that. He had Katy Perry on the tour before she was like a thing. Oh. And so like it it, it yeah. And this year was no different. But, but people always, it's funny, people were always like, oh, it's changed so much. And like, no, it really hasn't in that, in that way. Yeah. I think what's changed is the audience changed. Yeah. Um, so that's what dictates, you mm-hmm. know. How the show goes. Right, right. So Which I, bands are booked. Exactly. And... and they bought some, like, older bands on for, like, one-week runs and stuff. Yeah. Like, like Simple Plan was on it for, like, a week. Uh-huh. And uh, I think the uh, Matchbook Romance was on it for, like, two weeks. And, and uh, so there were there was some of it here and there. But, like... Uh, I did look forward to watching Riff Raff a few times because it's just kind of a novelty act, you yeah. know. But uh, that got old quickly. And uh, <laughs> and but, you know, there's this pop this pop singer named BB Rexa who was really good. She has some song on the radio with Nicki Minaj. She's uh-huh. on like one of the, like a, like an EDM track of some sort or something. Yeah. But uh, I enjoyed watching her. She was really good. And then uh, I mentioned Pop. Who I feel like there were a few other bands though that I'd watched where oh. You know, the, the Beatport stage had a lot of good. There was a guy named MC Lars who was really awesome. Oh, I've seen him. He's been around a long time, actually. Yeah. But And, uh, Me- and, and another uh, like kind of comedy rap group called Cuckoo Kangaroo was really fun. Okay. And uh, and there were a few others. Like, like there's a band called Beautiful Bodies I discovered while I was there that I really liked. Okay. And uh, Oh, the other band that I did know about before that I actually watched quite a few times was a band called Paris. Um, they were really good. Okay. And I, they actually Which got, spelling? E R R or A R I? Neither. P V R I S. No. Like churches, but yeah. <laughs> um, you can't just put the V. <laughs> it, it was. Uh, I think it's because it's an upside down. It was like a copyright issue with another band, uh, so they had to change. But they had already. P V R I S. Yep. Okay. So it looks like Purus or Pivorus, but uh, it's Paris. <laughs> Purist. but they're they're great their album's really good cool and they're really good live her, her voice is actually even more that much better than even better than when you're listening to the album yeah a really strong voice and uh yeah they, they they actually got they were on the side stage originally and they had well journeys it's not even really a side stage anymore but they call it the journey stages because yeah. uh-huh. i guess that's who sponsors it and then they got moved to the main stage uh, nice. halfway into the tour for the rest of the tour. Because people were just showing up for them. And well, they were really strong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They 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 draw. They drew a lot of people in. That's so, cool. So it was great. And then uh, yeah, so there's. I mean, like this was definitely. And there was, you know, what there was also. I mean, when I was in college, Census Fail was a pretty like uh-huh. main stage band, and they this year they were like on the hardcore stage. That they, that that was. Yeah, I knew I was missing a stage. They had a Monster mm-hmm. Energy stage that was like yep. a sponsor. That was the hardcore stage. Okay. And that actually had a lot of people. That stage had like a lot of crowds. Yeah. Um, they uh, they were on that stage and they would occasionally play main stage and they were, uh, I think they were one of the oldest bands on the tour. Okay. Them and a band called Silverstein. Those are the two oldest bands on the yeah, tour. Yeah, I remember Silverstein. In, in terms of them being around the longest. Yeah. There's also like a lot of, yeah, a lot of the metal bands, some of them, I mean, were just like, it, it was strange that they were, the headlining band, I guess for lack of a better, was, uh, a band called Pierce the Veil, which was oh, they were always packed, and they were okay. they were really good too, and they were um, they put on a good show. Yeah. Um, like they had like um, they would like fire out confetti and stuff into the crowd. It oh, almost cool. felt like you were watching it at a regular, you yeah. know. So they put on a really good show, and uh, 
they were one of the only main stage bands that, that like a lot of bands use Pro Tools now, like on stage, like mm-hmm. they play to tracks. It's very weird. What? Like very popular bands too. That like to these people, I wasn't into them, but there were some bands that had like that that played pro I, backtracking, I believe, like just yeah. What? Like one apparently for one of the bands I won't name the names. Uh, <laughs> but apparently they were the bass player wasn't even playing bass. He's just playing to a track. Oh. <laughs> it's embarrassing. Get it's your a, shit yeah, together. It's embarrassing cuz it's a, it's a it's a it's a genre that doesn't demand that kind of perfection. I, right. I understand why like I mean, you know, to Going back to who was the the uh, BB the girl who was on the tour, you know her stuff was mostly pop. She had a drummer and a keyboardist and a guitar that, who also played guitar. There is less tracking in her stuff <laughs> than there was in bands that are just supposed to be rock and roll metal bands. Yeah. Um, yeah. I remember the last day of the tour or two. Like I remember, Pup on stage said, "Fuck any band that plays to Pro Tools, any band that plays their own instrument." And then they just named like seven bands off the top of their head. That was like. These are the bands that play their own instruments. They're awesome. Oh, nice. Uh, support those bands because they're actually doing the work, and you know, and like. That's rad. And it was really cool. It was cool for them to say that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, so <laughs> I definitely didn't know a lot of the bands, but I was kind of happy that happened for me because yeah. it kept me less distracted while I was at the tent. Because I also learned, you know, just had to deal with performing twice a day mm-hmm. and during uh, during the day during the day. Yeah, and so if, if nobody. If a band wasn't playing at the beginning or end of the day or, like, a small slot in the middle, I couldn't see them anyways. Yeah. Um, and uh, I'm trying to think what other... You know, I actually made a list of bands this year that I liked. I okay. Know, actually, I can pull it up. And then, while I'm doing that, I'll tell the story. Okay. I, I, like, I pretty much went to... Yeah, like, if, if I, I couldn't see them at those times, but I was also, like... I had to lug my own merch. I actually made merch for the tour because yeah. it was like a thing. And uh, <laughs> That's awesome. To yeah, yeah it, was, well, it was an interesting thing yeah. to learn. I mean, you know, it's it's something that's sort of frowned upon in comedy by some people. Yeah. Like it used to be. But I think people who do the road full time or people who do comedy long enough know that that's not a thing to be ashamed about. It yeah. is like, a, you know, people... Because the thing is, people who see you, especially if it's not in a, in a regular club setting, yeah. want to support you. Yeah. And so they'll... Sometimes they can't afford a shirt... So they'll be like, well, can I just give you, you know, is there something I can give you five bucks for? That actually happened at work to one girl came up to me and was like, hey, how can I, like, support you guys directly? Because I know that I paid for a ticket for Warped Tour. Yeah. So I was like, well, I have a sh-. I did shirts cheaper because I just literally did a, a one font thing, like a one word, one, f- like, so it was a very cheap shirt to make, in other words. <laughs> so I was like. I, what did the shirt say? Just my last name, but it was in the font of the Beyonce album. Okay. So, like, it had a very specific. I had to, like, look up a specialized. I had to, like, punch in a code in Photoshop to. <laughs> <laughs> to get the font. Yeah. Um, and so I. Oh, here it is. So yeah. So I would like. Uh, I remember I like. Uh, at a certain, I was selling the shirts for ten bucks, but some people would be like, oh, "I can't even ten bucks." So I just actually crossed out the ten and I put name your price, and I just put two rules or no loose change, and one per person. That was it. And so I had some people who'd only be like, hey, I have a dollar to try and see if I would make good on it. And I did. Yeah. Because I also had some people who'd give me 20. So I still ended oh. up making money on cool. it. Cool. Like I still, I, 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 you know, I. It was a sign of good faith when you crossed out the 10 to be like, listen. Right. If you guys want. Yeah. <laughs> if, you know, if I was at a, if I was at a comedy show, I'd be more inclined to charge a normal price. Yeah. And there were a few comics on the tour. There's one comic in particular who bought his own merch who, like, had real designs on it, and he had to charge 20 because of the amount of time and yeah. work he put into it. Yep. 
but the, there were people who wanted to buy those shirts. So it wasn't like, and he was going to, he's on the road full time. So it's not like he wasn't going to sell them mm-hmm. at another place. Yeah. Um, oh, I knew I missed somebody and it was, it's a good friend too. Uh, is a, uh, uh, from the acoustic basement was a guy named Koji who was awesome. K O J I. He was, cool. <clears throat> he was really good. He was like kind of, he was like equal parts artist and activist. Like his music was good, but he also like would talk, kind of speak positively about, yeah, and, and there was also because there were parts of the this was also one of the most controversial years for the tour because there was apparently a lot of a, a few bands got booted off or had to just announce they were leaving the tour because they were like d- fucking around with underage girls Oof. not just like in person but also like s- you know sending graphic images mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. like that kind of thing and dick pictures yep and so there was almost this like <laughs> dick yeah, photographs yeah, dick, fo- dick photographs and uh, <laughs> and, uh they classy, would, classy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so they would like, you know, they. I'm trying to see if I'm missing anyone else here. I'm gonna write down Koji and Paris. Yeah, they're really, really, definitely worth checking. Both of them are worth checking out. And uh, and what was cool about Koji's stuff is most of his stuff that he he has out there isn't acoustic. Some of it is, but a lot of it has like backing, you know, a full band. Yeah. But watching it kind of raw like acoustically it's very stripped yep exactly like that okay it's very like stripped and very like raw it's cool to watch it that way yeah and uh you know he he we he and i talked a lot about it but and so did the comics <laughs> I was with and stuff but like yeah i was kind of I, you know i don't want to I, I guess rape culture is is the term they tend to mm-hmm. use like with it and so that was a lot of there was a lot of tension in that in the first half of the tour with yeah. certain bands and because because some of the bands on there too there's one band in particular just reminded me of like this is like uh, the new Limp Biscuit like mm. like the way they talk like just the attitude and the lyrics they use and like the way they talk about women I'm just like and it, it, they were one of the biggest bands on the tour but I was just like this is weird that they're like <laughs> people like them yeah because uh, they're scumbags they are they're pieces of shit I hate them. <laughs> I I, uh, I openly ripped on one of them once at on stage uh-huh. and it, it 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 actually got a very divided response. It was huh. cool to see. I actually I'm glad it got that response. Like I you know I don't want to just preach to the choir. Yeah. Like it was cool that there were a group of people in the town that were like, yeah, that fucking band sucks. I'm like, that's really cool. And then there were these other people who were like, oh, I like that band. What the fuck? You know. Yeah. But the idea is trying to get those people to kind of put up a mirror to it and hopefully yeah. most of them are teenagers so hopefully the idea is that in a few years they look back and like i can't believe i listened to that shit. <laughs> yeah know? that's kind google of google it and be like oh there's so many yeah scandals with all those dick well, photographs some of those bands weren't even like didn't even have scandals it's just their, their lyrics were shitty and it promoted that kind of like culture oh yeah yeah, yeah. you know it kind of like they were just part of the problem mm-hmm. with a lot of the other bands and so it was very uh tense yeah yeah <laughs> Wait, so uh, in the places where you guys stayed, were the bands also staying in those hotels, or it it depended on the they separated sometimes. Yeah, because we were part of so Warp Tour kind of like for the acoustic a lot of the acoustic basement artists and some of the Beatport stage artists and some of the uh, and all of the comedy tent Warp Tour took care of the buses for us, so we were we were on production buses okay. essentially. So it wasn't just because there's twelve bunks on the bus. Mm-hmm there's only four comics at a time, five tops. And yeah. so they still have to fill in. So they had some people who worked production on the van, on the stages or like, you know, those crew, those and, crew yeah. and stuff. Yeah. So we, who were all awesome people. Yeah. Um, so we would be with them. We were just wherever production went. Um, yeah. Some of the bands would take like 
would kind of just follow suit, but a few of them had their own accommodations, like, yeah, accommodations yeah. or they would go as they would route to a different city because hmm. you know like we had from our day off between Cheyenne Wyoming and you know it was Utah and then I think the day before that we I don't even remember where we performed but it was like somewhere in the Midwest that uh, Montana what's that Montana Oof, <laughs> if only uh, <laughs> it's funny it's funny I just realized he never he didn't they didn't do like the, the plains they didn't do the Dakotas <laughs> no Dakotas no Dakotas no Wyoming no uh, Iowa no <laughs> but i think iowa if, if i were to look at a map i'm sure there's like a place that's close to there oh uh, yeah, that yeah. probably i don't even think we did nebraska how close is um iowa to chicago because il or no 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 yeah illinois no, that would be it wouldn't be chicago though it would be because chicago is closer to like indiana i'm indiana, thinking yeah and even then we hit indiana and we hit milwaukee and yeah and all those cities <clears throat> i'm trying to remember i remember we did that that stretch we did like chicago minnesota st louis okay yeah then we went back up to milwaukee and then did uh i can't really remember this like and then we went to <laughs> then we went to indiana and then that's where i'm trying to remember like we we did one more oh that's what we did we did bonner springs kansas which is kansas city okay and then we ended up so it could be one of like kansas city two ends two ends in the name in bonner, bonner springs yeah <laughs> And uh, that was a, I remember that being kind of a weird show. Uh, but at night we like got like we were in a kind of a regular city, so we were able to go see a movie. I remember that. Oh, cool. And then we were like wait, but then we were in Wyoming, and then I remember they were like, all right, this is the last week of the tour. We're all we're in all major cities that are like awesome. Yeah. That's where we went from like Salt Lake to Denver yep. to San Diego to Portland and uh, yeah. Seattle. And Seattle, and that was the end of the tour. But uh, yeah, we. Uh, I'm trying to remember what your original question was, like in terms of like. Um, oh, you were asking like, what with major cities? Like oh, like yeah, the division of like uh, accommodations. I don't even. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. With the band. So yeah. So like that's that's what the point was. Was that like so we were in Bonner Springs, Kansas, yeah. and then our next show was gonna be in Salt Lake. I, I wouldn't stop in Cheyenne, Wyoming. The <laughs> fuck would I, you know, why, why would anybody, if I was in a band, I would route it to stop in, like, honestly, just go to Salt Lake, have a, have a night off, and yeah. a real, you know what I mean? Like, because yeah. we had that some, like, I remember one day we had a day, we get a day hotel in, um, in Mansfield, Massachusetts, which is where Warped was, okay. and we, the next morning, we were just there, so we didn't have to report to our tent until one you know one o'clock way to be there at 12 30 maybe to run some sound yeah. and set up our merch so i i just would leave my stuff on the bus bring a backpack with with like a change of clothes i would just sleep in the hotel and then and then uber to to um so i could have a real shower and just a real morning like yeah. a real breakfast and because mm -hmm. the thing about warp tours they feed you they have catering for the whole festival yeah um but it's only at certain hours so mm. <clears throat> breakfast was seven to nine um it's early yeah, and so I, I, for the first half of the tour, for, I would say for the first like fifteen days, I would say I missed eighty percent of them. <laughs> Seven to nine. Yeah, Get, we don't, no, you don't just, need us till yeah. I'll wake up. I, at... I, I would wake up at eleven thirty. <laughs> rush to get lunch and then and the thing is the catering line for lunch and dinner is long yeah um and well dinner was always a little shorter because you could get there later mm -hmm. it wasn't an issue but like i remember with lunch like if you yeah you had to budget out like in 90 minutes of your day to like wait, wait in line get the food eat the food and then you know um so i like eventually i actually 
started setting an alarm for like 10 to 8 and then i would just go get breakfast because it honestly i i was and then i would just nap in the afternoon Mm because like i was better off eating three meals a day than i was getting sleep eating twice and then being like kind of a bit sloggy and like uh, also i would (laughs) always try to like uber or grubhub something to to the bus yeah and it was always crappy food anyway so i like kind of was like i better to be guess i'll eat the catering (laughs) and to their credit catering was awesome like there were oh it was a fairly healthy regimen of food cool yeah occasionally i'd be like you know what i'm fucking tired of catering can we please go somewhere tonight and then we would go get dinner somewhere yeah so yeah so that's that's the warp tour story nice um what's uh what's something in comedy that you haven't done yet that you want to do had sex with seven women at the same time. No, I'm just kidding. I don't, that would be pretty hilarious. Stupid. Yeah, yeah. It would be. <laughs> I'd have no fucking glue. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I guess like do a late night spot on TV or, yeah. or uh, you know, um, like those things are starting to become things I have to think about now. Mm-hmm. And, like things that are possibilities and that I'm working on and like making tapes for things. But uh, so, you know, it's funny. I, I have goals, but because I, because of being on the road, because that, that should be, you know, if you had asked me that question like three years ago, mm-hmm. I would have had a more straightforward answer, which is like, make a living off comedy. But even that <laughs> as a goal is a weird thing because you can and you can't. Like, yeah. it just depends on what. Yep. Um, so, I don't know, I guess, yeah, to do a late night spot and to do, uh, to uh, to make an album and stuff, but like, yeah. I don't even think I'm, re- I don't know, you know, I'm. I think I'm recording an album at the beginning of next year. I'm not sure. Like I'm fi- still figuring all that stuff out. Yeah. So it's like, um, it, it also, it's funny when you, you ask it that way, it kind of makes you realize like, well, what, what am I doing? <laughs> what just happened? I'm like, you know, at the same time, I'm like ready for, I'm like, Oh yeah. You know, but, but I guess cause I'm on the road so much coming up that yeah. I, I haven't even stopped to think about it. Cause it's like, well, I'm doing this right now. Yeah. So eventually I'll get restless enough that I'll start thinking what, what the next goal is. Yeah. But, okay. Uh, but yeah, I guess the the goal is to be a little to, to do a late night spot and to have some kind of something that makes me more visible to just be on the road that much longer. Yeah, I, I it's, an album would do that. More merch. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, those things wouldn't put me on the road more. Those would just sustain oh, me on the yeah, road. Yeah, that's more. true. But like, I, I just I feel like it's uh, for a while it was like, all right, do something that gets you on TV or on in a movie mm-hmm. but i was just like well i don't know if that's just exactly what i want to do yeah. you know like that's not necessarily i don't want to do it just to do it mm-hmm. so i started to work on more like uh certain projects and stuff and, yeah um for a while it was you know i was doing podcasting with another comic and then that ran its course mm-hmm. and stopped doing it and honestly i haven't had any desire to jump back into it from a host perspective <laughs> as a guest i'm more than happy as you can hear now i'm yeah. more than happy to do it um, so yeah, I mean, I guess, I guess the thing that I haven't done yet is just, just a late night spot. Yeah. That, that's the most immediate thing that comes to mind. Yeah. I mean, there's so many more, but like, uh, a special and like, uh, yeah, but those things are like, you know, the, the thought of those almost border on parody for me right now. It's just like, <laughs> and it should, and I don't know if that's something you want to say as a comic, but like, it's, it's honest though. Yeah. Like, but it, well, it's just cause I, I guess cause I just now have built like a 40, a good, really good 45 minutes yeah. like that i can do and before that it was like having a strong half an hour and mm-hmm. i mean that that's i guess the one of the few advantages of starting in la is that and even new york you know your sets are never more than than three to five minutes mm-hmm. and the way i started 
when I first first started my first two years, yeah. you know, I never did more than seven minutes. It was occasionally I would get a show where I did ten minutes. Mm-hmm. But the way I started doing it at Mike's was just building five minutes at a time. So when I had two five-minute sets that I really liked, I made that a ten-minute set. Yep. And then <clears throat> that was able to get me booked at more shows. And then from there, I kind of just kept... I would just build five minutes at a time. That's smart. And that's that was, like, what helped me build a half hour. But then after that, you kind of throw that discipline out the door because it's not... You know, you have to deal with, like, riffing and crowd work and yep. those kinds of things. So you kind and of if, just... It becomes more instinctual at that point. Yeah. But, yeah, that's... That's the, the, the at the beginning. That was what kind of got me, <clears throat> like, kind of in the groove. Of yeah, like, exactly. Yeah. yeah, being more comfortable on stage. Yeah. it's just concentrating on that. Cool. What uh, What's your favorite part about doing stand up? Uh, all of it. I mean, I, I love like the, you know I haven't gotten I, I guess because it's still such a foreign thing to me. But like being on the road is awesome. I, I like it. I mean, there's days where it does suck, but mm-hmm. like being it's nice that that's like my only purpose is like <clears throat> it's very single-minded like you just get there's up a freedom stage. there it is yeah. yeah and like knowing that you just have a whole day to just kind of think about your set i mean it also takes up a lot of your real estate for the day where you're not like well you don't want to be too emotionally drained for when you get on stage mm-hmm. and uh but the thing i like the most is that it's a night it's a night job yeah i mean i i, I prefer night to day yeah day <laughs> you know it's like like alan strickland williams says day sucks day is lame it is. Is that, is that a unique quote to Alan? Well, I, I, it's so funny. I'm summarizing, but he has a oh, whole gotcha. bit about like daytime versus nighttime. And yeah, like. I mean, I, I just I feel like I'm more productive, and I, even when I'm writing, like if I'm if I'm working on a, a pilot or something, yeah. like I those things are like. Hey, this goes back to goals. What you're talking about, like I'd actually like one of my goals was to be on. I had done TV spots and stuff, but it was yeah. all more relegated to like sketches and stuff mm-hmm. but it was on shows that i grew up watching so even those goals in a way were obtained and it kind of keeps you it kind of makes you re that that's what i guess realign my perception of what goals are yeah because they're, they can be underwhelming in a way mm-hmm. if you don't know their place and but they're also there to teach you that like like they they have a different place and when you're doing stand-up where yeah you know it's like a there was like a quote attributed to that I forget who said it but it's like you kind of have to treat um, stand up like a marathon not a sprint because you really only hit certain goal posts mm-hmm. and then you have to keep going you have to so keep going like, yeah the, you know, going for like a certain goal I used to do that with shows my goal was to get on certain shows mm-hmm. and then when I got on those shows it was like I'm like I need to stop assigning so much value to being on a certain show mm-hmm. because then it kind of makes you go back to square one and you don't feel good about yourself yeah or even if you do feel good about yourself, you just feel like a deflated or like, well, what now? <laughs> Whereas like, you know, just kind of doing, sh- you know, just getting up as much as you can. Yeah. And that stuff kind of falling into place. But I, I think the thing I like the most in terms of being on stage is just like the goal I go for is to kind of a universality. Uh, I don't even mm-hmm. think I said that right. But like, you know, a universalness <laughs> to it. Whereas like you just want to be able to connect with everybody. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of the best part about Warp Tour is also the worst part, which was like the audience. Because <laughs> there's a lot of young people, you yeah. know, 15, 16 years old. But mm-hmm. it's like uh, being able to connect as, with as many people as you can. You don't want to, I mean, to be able to literally connect with everyone is impossible. It's a futile yeah. goal. But yeah. you want to be able to like just connect with as many of those people. Because, and, and uh, you know, trying to think of a bit of like what would make most people laugh is the wrong way to approach it it's just that like mm-hmm. knowing that if you write about a very extremely specific bit yeah that tends to connect with people that feels really good i mean it just it really does yeah. you know um 
trying to like find that perfection of it. I, I don't have that like Jerry Seinfeld Asperger's autism thing about. I don't know if that's the right way to say it, but like you know, <laughs> what he was saying, he might be on the spectrum, but oh, like he okay. has this perfection on a bit. If it, uh, yeah. I, I don't have that style of joke writing, whereas yeah. mine's a little bit more conversational. Yeah. So it's like, I you know I think eighty percent of the the joke the first time I tell it is probably what it's going to be like. Yeah. You know, it's it's very little things that you're fixing. Mm-hmm. And uh, and the the way I talk, it's not like I say it the same way twice anyway. The yeah. tone always shifts yep. every show, so it's like I don't. Uh, it doesn't don't it doesn't feel like well rehearsed or right, like right. memorized. So I, right, or... exactly. So so being able to just do that and connecting with people is very satisfactory. Yeah. That's that's the that's the best part. That's really the reason you you do it initially to start. Yep. Making all the other things happen. Make the world laugh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Let's see. What else? This has been awesome. This is great. Oh, yeah, thanks, thanks for having me, like, man. This was a lot of fun. Do you want to plug stuff? Uh, sure. I'll be. Um, Wait, this is gonna come out here. I'll tell you. Yeah. Let me know exactly out. when it comes out. And everyone listening, hold your horses. <laughs> uh, the thirteenth, November thirteenth. November thirteenth. Yeah. Oh, okay, so I'll be in. Uh, I'll be at the Fort Lauderdale Improv from November 25th to the 29th. Mm-hmm. And then actually on November 21st and 22nd, I'll also be in Fort Lauderdale doing one-nighters. Uh, let me let me plug those. Yeah. And uh, w- Saturday the 21st is at American Rock Bar. Um, and uh, Friday the 20th is in Sunrise, which is also Fort Lauderdale, a place called Gigi's Music Cafe. And you can get all that information and more at elialsburg.net. Yeah. Um, I'll also be in um, December 3rd to the 6th. I'll be in Atlanta at the Punchline yep. with Mike Kaplan. Oh, and for awesome. the, the improv shows, I'll be with Brett Ernst in Fort Lauderdale. Cool. Um, but I'll be with Mike Kaplan. And then I'll also be doing um, uh, Star Bar in Atlanta on Monday the 7th. And then I'll be at a couple random one-nighters on the same nights as Laughing Skull. One is at Hideaway, and the other is at Smith's Old Bar. Um, cool. So I, I put it all on my website. And then um, another thing I unfortunately can't announce. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, but your Twitter, you your yeah, I mean, like uh, net, uh, Twitter. It'll lead you to all of that at, Yeah, stuff. at Eli Olsberg and then on Facebook and all that good stuff. Yeah, cool, yeah. man. So thanks again for having me, man. Yeah, really dude, thanks for it. doing it. This has been You and Me and Thoughts and Talk with Doug Culp and Eli Olsberg.